Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis and very excited to introduce you today to Daisy Gillespie, Daisy is a personal stylist and creator of The Mindful Closet, where she offers both one-on-one personal styling and shopping services, as well as courses and information on editing your closet, shopping more mindfully, and creating a look that is really you. I know this is something I've struggled with over the years. As moms, our bodies change a lot and we're busy and our budgets often seem to be completely consumed by family responsibilities. So we just don't always take the time or really invest in our personal style, but it can make such a difference in how we feel. And as Daisy advocates, it really doesn't have to be a matter of spending a bunch of money on new stuff. It's more about paring down what you don't need so you can make the most of what you have and add new pieces more thoughtfully. Daisy actually walks me through a personal styling session in this episode and also answers questions about shopping online, organizing your closet and more. Really looking forward to sharing this one with you all. Daisy, thanks so much for being on the Mom Hour. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Megan. Of course. Um, this is funny because I actually needed I needed you more than I knew. I was talking with uh, Sarah a few days ago and said something to the effect of, I just want to burn my closet down and start over. And then she said, well, <laughs> you should interview Daisy from the Mindful Closet. So it seemed like it was great timing. Um, I'm really excited today. And just so listeners know, we're going to do something a little bit different today in that we'll talk a little bit um, about your company and how you got started and how you work with clients. But then we're going to, you're going to kind of, I don't know, put me through the ringer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little bit. You're going to be my, you're going to be my uh, on-air client. I can't wait. So there's like an intake form that I already filled out and I assume you will kind of go through some of, it was like a questionnaire all about, it was very mm-hmm. in-depth and it was all about mm-hmm. uh, my personal style and my closet and all my problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of like therapy. And so we'll mm-hmm. kind of go through that and you'll answer the way, like the way you would if I were your client. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll just stop short of you actually going through my wardrobe piece by piece and, you know, yeah. telling me what to get rid of. So, yeah. um, but I think this is going to be, I think it'll show kind of the process. So I'm, I'm yeah. excited about that. But first, tell us about tell us about yourself and your business, how how you why you started the Mindful Closet and how you work with your clients and, and how you got into this line of work. 
Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm Daisy. Um, I am a mom. I have two boys. They're two and six. And I started my business, Mindful Closet, in 2013. So it's been about seven years now. Um, and there were there was a combination of things that kind of led to me starting the business. Um, one is, as you might guess, I've always loved clothes and fashion. And to be perfectly honest, um, my parents thought it was a very superficial interest of mine. And so if they maybe had been a little less judgmental of it. It's something I probably would have gone into much earlier in life, but um, it wasn't totally an approved path. Um, so it's always been something I loved. It was always something that people kind of came to me for help with. And I just ended up, you know, just being that friend who would tell you what to wear or what not to wear, what to get rid of and that kind of thing. Um, but then another big part of it was really me having many jobs that were in very stressful fields and stressful careers and just really wanting like a change of pace of life. Mm. Um, and so I, I started the business right around the same time as I got pregnant with my first son and just really wanted something that would allow me to have time for rest, to be perfectly honest, to have a little bit of a lower daily stress level, um, yeah. you know, something that could be flexed around, um, you know, childcare and, and school hours and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was one of those things really where um, my husband, who's super supportive, we and I talked about, he, to be quite honest, he, perfect, he finally said, like, will you just quit your job because you're so miserable <laughs> um, and just try this for a year? And so that's what I did. And, and it just kind of took off. So I've been doing it ever since. That's amazing. So you now work with clients both in real life and, and remotely, correct? So mm -hmm. how does that yep. work? Like how... What is your whole process like when you work with clients? Sure. Well, it's it's really interesting. Of course, we're speaking right now in September of 2020, and right. we are in the middle of a pandemic. And so it's changed quite a bit about how I work with clients. Um, you know, up until March of this year, I worked mainly with people um, in my area. I'm in St. Louis. Um, and I would do these kind of long sessions with them because I would go to their house and, you know, we're just going to kind of it didn't make sense for me to make multiple visits that were shorter periods of time. So basically mm -hmm. I would go, um, I really, I really value people's kind of authentic feelings and their lifestyle and what they truly need when I'm working with them. So my biggest, as you kind of discovered going through my questionnaire is like my biggest, um, goal is to really like get to know them as well as I can, as quickly as I can. So I do this whole thing where I really get them thinking about their clothes and what, what they mean to them. And then, you know, when I go to meet people at their homes, I'll, I'll sit and talk to them for, you know, up to an hour, really. Mm. Um, we're just kind of talking about how clothes have functioned throughout their lives. And that's what you'll get a little taste of today. But, um, and then we would go into their closets and kind of start um, going through and seeing what they have and letting go of the stuff that they don't need anymore. And that would be one session. And then mm. from there, I would be able to see what's missing and what they really need to make it all functional. And I would kind of create a shopping list for them. If they were people, you know, locally, we would meet for, an, for a second session at, um, you know, local stores, like generally one of the bigger shopping areas here. And I would pre-shop for my client. So I go a couple of hours before our meeting time pull things for them in four or five different stores, set up dressing rooms. They show up. All they have to do is walk in and try things on and just say yes or no. Um, so that, that was how it typically worked. Um, 
since then. It's very different um, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And I did always have remote clients here and there. And of course, online shopping has, you know, always been something that we had access to. But um, now I find it's much easier. I'm doing a lot more mini sessions. So basically, I'll work with people for an hour to help them kind of pinpoint one particular area that they've been struggling with, either like defining their style or really figuring out what um, what their shopping habits have been and how to shift those in a positive way, um, or, or setting up a capsule wardrobe, like, you know, just kind of focusing in on one topic or more. And then often I will continue to work with that same person on shopping or whatever. And then, but then I'm sending them kind of a collection of links online. So, yeah, because not only have people's your ability to go into people's homes has changed the way people shop has changed. Mm -hmm. And I imagine the things that people need clothing for, Mm-hmm. have also Absolutely. changed. They're, they're dressing for entirely new lifestyles. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the high vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Daisy. So um, before we get into kind of talking about my wardrobe issues, I've got a, a few questions about your mom clients specifically, because I know we've probably got a lot of mom listeners right now who are saying, my wardrobe is a mess. I really like this mm-hmm. idea of a capsule, but how do I even get started? Um I have one thing that will come through in, in my questionnaire is I feel like I have like three or four kind of disparate lifestyles mm-hmm. I'm trying to dress for, and it's really hard to pull them all together. So mm-hmm. 
what are some of the most common trip ups your specifically your mom clients run into when they're trying to plan their wardrobes and manage their wardrobes? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest things I see, um, and this is, you know, will seem quite obvious, but we go through such an identity change when we become moms. And I often see that moms are holding on to past lives through their clothes. Mm. Um, so either, you know, it's maybe, um, the work lifestyle that they had before or the social lifestyle that they had before or the size that they were before um, and just kind of not allowing themselves to be where they are right now. Um, Because, and I think there's so much pressure for moms to feel like we need to go back to that person we were before we had kids Mm -hmm. and we're just not the same. We're just totally different. And, and I think we've really been sold this idea that like, you know, again, that it's a good thing to go back to that size or that lifestyle or whatever, where it would be so much nicer if we were all able to just accept like, oh, no, I've really changed and my clothes will change because my life has changed. And I don't need to hold myself to some unrealistic standard of, you know, five years ago, that was the different person. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned, um, when I was filling out the questionnaire is that I did, you know, I've gained 10, 15 pounds mm-hmm. in the last 10 years. And mm-hmm. it's not even that I don't think I look good. Mm-hmm. It's more that I look different. And it's mm-hmm. it's almost jarring when I'm trying on new things. So it's like I used to be used to be so easy. I just got so used to what I knew looked good on me. I could pull it off. I could pull it off the rack and just buy it and not even mm-hmm. have to try it on. And that is not the mm-hmm. case anymore because it's like I'm starting over. And you are kind of when you fight that, um, you're just fighting against yourself and really mm-hmm. what what could make you feel really good about the way you look. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, by, I mean, I see again, so many people, you know, holding on to, uh, you know, small sizes or, or things that they are having this kind of aspirational goal of getting back into, but what's that, what that is generally doing is again, this is the biggest thing I see, um, that resulting in when I work with moms is they're not allowing themselves to create a wardrobe that they feel good in right now. Like they're kind of waiting for some future time which may or may not come and consequently not feeling good in their clothes right now. And mm. I just think it's such an important part of how we feel about ourselves that to deny ourselves that is, it just makes me really sad. Yeah. And it's not, it's not fair to ourselves. So, so let's dive in. Can you, can you psycho wardrobe analyze me, um, Daisy? Can we go through and do kind of like that intake that you would do mm-hmm. with a client so that everyone can hear it? That would be awesome. Sure. Yeah. Well, the first thing I usually start with asking is, um, so you said earlier in the, uh, you know, when you were introing this episode that you felt like you're, you wanted to burn your closet down. So tell me a little bit yeah. more about that <laughs> and why you feel that way. So I live in Michigan. Um, so right now is the time of year where it is starting to, the the weather is starting to change really fast. And Mm -hmm. I'm really sick of my summer clothes, which this year in particular, were not very mindfully chosen. I, Mm -hmm. I didn't really even shop. I walked into one store and bought like three of these filmy little kimono things. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm just going to use these to put together. This is my wardrobe. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be basically like shorts and tanks with this alternating kimono situation. Mm -hmm. And that was fine. It got me through the summer, but now I'm like, I really would like to feel like fall can be a very cute time around Mm -hmm. here. And I'm looking at all my clothes and I just don't, I feel like the stuff I like is now I've been hanging onto it. It's so old. It really needs to be either freshened up or gotten rid of. And the Mm -hmm. things I've bought in the last five years, I'm just not happy with particularly in the last like two to three years. I just Mm -hmm. don't think they don't feel like me. 
I don't feel like anything pulls together. It doesn't, um, I feel like I have four different wardrobes mm -hmm. and I can't figure out how to make them jive or like when I do pull on an outfit that looks pulled together, I'm surprised like, <laughs> wow, how did that happen? And then I can't replicate it. Um, and it's part of it is I really do. I do like a lot of different kinds of looks and maybe I have this idea that I can just have all of them in the closet, but at some point I don't have enough room. I don't have enough interest in maintaining those clothes. It just becomes like, I have laundry baskets now just pull full of clothes. I haven't bothered to put away because I don't even like them enough to put them away. So mm -hmm. that's where I am right now. <laughs> yeah. So when you said that you feel like a lot of your clothes that you've bought in the last five years don't really feel like you, what does mm -hmm. that mean? I think what I think what was going on was the um, body changes that mm. I was talking about. And I think that I've bought things that are, are placeholders in my mm. mind. Um, mm -hmm. The stuff that I used to really like that, that I felt like looked good on me. Suddenly, I didn't think looked as good on me anymore. So I was trying to kind of play with different looks, but kind of just getting stuff I wasn't really that I really didn't feel that jazzed about. So mm -hmm. um, my basic like I'm basically still drawn to the same kinds of clothes I always have been. And I think I can wear them. I just don't, I haven't figured out how. So mm -hmm. there's some cheap stuff in there that was just like really last minute. I just need something to wear today kind of stuff. Um, the other thing that happens a lot is that I, I do like, uh, like I have a very different lifestyle. Like I'm pretty, I'm active. So mm -hmm. in a typical day, I might go for a run. I might go to yoga. I might go for a hike. I'm probably also going to spend some time lounging. I may have to dress somewhat professionally, at least from the waist up to be on a video mm -hmm. call. And I might mm -hmm. go out that night. Like, so, you know, that doesn't happen as often anymore in COVID times, but every now and then it is nice to have something on that looks kind of nice. So I feel like I'm sometimes changing my clothes like three times in a day mm -hmm. and it's just creating too much laundry and too much shuffling around in the closet. And it's taking up too much room. I would love to be able to just walk into a nice pared down closet and the thing I want to wear is pressed and looks mm -hmm. nice and it's clean and it's ready for me. And I know that I can grab it and pair it with something else and go. And I mm -hmm. don't have to think so hard. So it was kind of a long-winded way of saying help. Not, help <laughs> not at all. No. Um, so you're basically still drawn to the same stuff. And I will say you um, cheated a little bit on one of the questions because I definitely love to see people's Pinterest boards. And you said you hadn't updated oh. yours in a while. <laughs> yes. um, but that definitely helps. What I'll do generally is I kind of look over a Pinterest board and I really, I tell people to just pin things that they're drawn to aesthetically. Like, don't worry if it feels like you can't quote, pull it off or it doesn't yeah. work for your body or any of those things, but just, just for people to pin things that they like the looks, looks of like just simply that. Um, and then I'm able to kind of go over and analyze and say like the way that I would analyze someone's style is kind of taking a few, um, different characteristics, um, like silhouette and line, print and pattern, color, item type, things like that. Um, and so when you said you're basically still drawn to the same stuff, I got a little bit from your questionnaire and even from um, some things that I've heard you talk about on the podcast before. But tell me a little bit about the things that you're drawn to generally, like kind of in those categories, like silhouette. You said you like things that are kind of tailored to the body, maybe not, yeah. maybe not clinging or body conscious, but tailored. Yeah, I like, well, and I do like body conscious clothes. I just don't mm -hmm. wear them, you know, but I okay. do like that look is something that I um, am drawn to. I like like long lean lines. I have mm -hmm. really long legs and mm -hmm. I like to show that off when I mm -hmm. can. Um, so stuff that is like slim and like kind of fits into the body. And I don't mm -hmm. find that, and even it's not necessarily a matter of it looking good or me on, on me or not necessarily, but like flowy tunic, like things that are mm -hmm. ruffly or flowy. I 
just that's not my look. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm a boho kind mm-hmm. of look. I feel like more European almost. Like I don't yeah. know if that even makes sense. Um it makes total sense. I, yeah. Yeah. I like pattern in one area, but not all over. Like I usually like if I had a I love stripes. Mm-hmm. I find myself very drawn to stripes, Mm -hmm. Um, but generally speaking, stripes on top and and plain on the bottom, which works if I can make it work, because then theoretically I should be able to have my tops and my bottoms like always go together if I know Mm -hmm. how to shop for them. Right. Um, And I do really like colors and patterns, but I really like those to be um, kind of like used sparingly, yeah. I guess, like a, yeah. like a scarf or a piece of jewelry or something like that. I do not lean on jewelry enough and I okay. really like statement jewelry and I just don't really own any. Um, mm, or when oh, I do, I don't, yeah, I know. I don't, it's like, I don't trust myself to buy it or something. Mm. So yeah. That's Does interesting. That yeah. Okay. No, that helps a ton. And just kind of like as an off, like kind of just tangent piece of advice. I mean, yeah. I think jewelry and scarves are the easiest thing to experiment with. You know what I mean? So like, don't feel pressure that you have to get it right. You can be trying a new, you know, necklace every other month and just kind of seeing what you like or scarf or, or whatever. Mm. That's such a, a good way to kind of figure out um, what you like. So yeah, so you really, I would say you kind of have a pretty clearly defined style. It seems to me that you like things that are um, clean and simple, like you said, long lines. Um, European. And and when you say European, that kind of um, also illustrates to me a little bit more that maybe the base of your outfits is going to be a little more neutral. And then, you know, like you said, just kind of with color and pattern in um, accents, maybe. Um, mm. And what about like item types? Like, what do you typically like to wear? Do you wear pants? Do you wear leggings? Do you wear, do you love dresses, skirts, all that stuff? So I really love leggings. Um, mm-hmm. I did Great. realize this year that uh, I've been a little indiscriminate about my leggings. Like <laughs> I think that there's a time and a place and maybe I've taken that to the edge and mm-hmm. maybe I could just like use a little bit of a legging upgrade. Maybe that's what it is because I have lots of, um, I have a lot of like athletic leggings, which I love to wear when mm-hmm. I walk or run, but I was trying to like weave those into outfits or they just didn't fit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that, um, that I could work on definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and I like jeans that are, um, I like jeans that are, I don't like them to be uncomfortable. And that's one thing mm-hmm. that I've gotten really attached to my leggings and my jeggings is yeah. I don't like to feel right. like a pinch in the tummy from my yeah. button or whatever. So I do have a couple pairs of jeans that I really like because they're super comfortable. But for the most part, I find myself skipping over those in my, in my wardrobe just because I think they're not going to be as comfortable or they're going to pull down on my butt and I'm going to be constantly pulling them up, you know? So that's something. And I don't love wearing belts because the same thing, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm constricted in the middle and then I'm hiking my pants up all day, which, you know, could just be that I'm not wearing the right size jeans. But um, I like pants that have that kind of like uh, really slim leg Mm -hmm. that aren't leggings and also aren't jeans. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't own a single pair right now. I don't think they're like, you know, like the ones sometimes with a little crease in the front. Like I really like that look, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. own any. Okay. Don't know why. I just guess I haven't bought any. Um, okay. And then on top, like I like sweater dresses. I like tunics, but then sometimes I really like like button down plaid shirts yeah. too. And, and I don't figure out, I haven't figured out how to make that look work with the other part. Mm-hmm. It's like the shirts I buy are too casual or something. Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. Then I pair them with leggings and I look like I'm hanging out in my house on a Saturday afternoon. And what I want to look mm-hmm. like is I'm on my way out, you know, for like coffee with a friend. And I mm-hmm. somehow it's not quite landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about 
how how fashion has kind of played a part in your life. Like, were you a girl who grew up loving clothes? Like, was that something that you participated in a lot when you were a kid or when you were in high school? Like, give me a little bit of that backstory. Um, So not as much when I was younger. I think I was always, I liked looking at it and was drawn to it, but Mm -hmm. I I came of age in the early 90s, Mm -hmm. which in the area I lived in was possibly the most boring fashion period ever. Like, (laughs) everyone just wore boot cut jeans or straight leg jeans, oversized t-shirts and oversized sweaters, everybody mm-hmm. in my school. And I know there was stuff going on elsewhere, but I was not like, you know, um, in the movie Clueless, how mm-hmm. Cher and her friends are all so cute. Right. I went, my friends and I went and saw that movie and we're like, what is going on? <laughs> None <laughs> of us dressed. I mean, we didn't even try. Uh, like that, that was not a thing. I lived, I yeah. went to a very rural, small school you didn't dress like that. If you okay. did, you would be, people would look at you like you were crazy. Like you dressed down. Everyone dressed really, really down. Interesting. Um, and then, and then I went to college and then it was like, oh, now I'm, now everyone's wearing the baby tees and mm. like the overalls. And, um, then I'd kind of tried, but it was like, I felt like I was behind the eight ball right from mm. the get go. Mm-hmm. And then I had kids really young. So mm. like I was already, my body was already starting to change by the time I was in my early twenties. So I feel like I've been trying to kind of catch up ever mm. since. Yeah. And some of the cutest things I feel like I've put together are when I have a real reason to, like I'm going to an event mm-hmm. and when I'm going to an event, I take the time to shop and think, how do all these things work together? How do I keep my suitcase streamlined and not overpack. Mm-hmm. And then when right. I'm, you know, when I have like a budget and a specific couple days I have to pack for, mm-hmm. and I want everything to work together, I can do it. And then when life happens, I just grab stuff and go like mm-hmm. at the store that happens to have, you know, like the store that had like the big box store. Oh, look, mm-hmm. there's a sweater. I'm just going to yeah. grab it. Cause here yeah. I am. You're getting yes. groceries <laughs> and cereal and you're like, Oh, and they also have a sweater I could maybe use. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I don't think that I think for me, I always I looked at it a lot when I was a kid or or a teen, mm-hmm. but I didn't participate in mm-hmm. it. And then I kind of tried to catch up later. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've been playing I've been a little bit behind the eight ball because yeah. of little kids and budget and all those things that have totally. kind of kept me from really jumping in with both feet. Yeah. So this is so interesting because this was kind of the impression that I was getting just from your questionnaire was that basically you haven't ever had time to really explore this or experiment with it very much. Right. And so I think that's accurate. Yeah. And it seems like you are just kind of getting to a point where you're like, I'm ready to get this in order. Like I'm ready Mm -hmm. to kind of sort this out and have it be sorted and have, have it be something that I like. Um, And it sounds like there's really just a lot in your closet that doesn't work. And I'm Mm. wondering a little bit why it's all still there. Is it just a matter of like, I haven't had a chance to clean it out or are you holding on to things for, you know, just in case, are there things that you think you might use again in the future? Where, where are the laundry baskets of stuff coming from? I think I don't really have an emotional attachment to clothes and I'm really good at throwing stuff away. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, I actually really like throwing things away. Like I get a real rush out of it. Um, but I think for me, it's like this idea that if I get rid of this, what will I wear instead? I don't have anything to replace it with just yet. Mm-hmm. And I think I just kind of go, well, you know, I didn't really wear it. And I always think it's funny when I do this, I do a swap twice a year. I put all mm-hmm. of my wintery, folly stuff away and then I get it back out. Um, mm-hmm. 
And there's always stuff that I look at and think, well, I didn't wear that this season, but is this the time to get rid of it? I mean, it's getting put away anyway. Mm -hmm. I'll just put it away for one more season and Mm -hmm. see if next year when I pull it out. And I don't want to do that this year. I'm Mm -hmm. about to start pulling stuff out. And I don't want to look at something and think I didn't wear this at all last year or the year before. But gosh, it seems like a great idea to hang on to it. Right. Or even like I wear it and don't feel good when I wear it. I just want to get rid of it. And I want to know that even if that means I'm pared down to five things, like mm-hmm. I can make those five things work until I have seven things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and I could see myself going that scorched earth, really. If I had a yeah. plan to yeah. build back up, I could do it. I just haven't had the plan. Okay. Well, this is your time to make the plan because okay. really anything... <laughs> I mean, the couple of things that you just said, like if you wore something, so I always tell people just have a basket in the bottom of your closet. Okay. Like just keep a a basket there. And if you wear anything, even if you try something on and you're like, God, why did I buy this? I don't even like it. It's not quote me, you know, nothing about it Mm. is like what I would say that I like put it in the basket, just make that like a donation basket and make it like it's, it's on its way out. And every time that happens, you will get closer and closer to kind of, because what, what's really happening is you, what you, what you have is obscured by all the clutter, you know, it's right. obscured by the stuff that you don't like, that you don't wear. And just remember, if you're not really wearing it or you don't feel great when you're wearing it, when you let go of it, you're still going to be left with the things that you wear. Yeah. Be- yeah. You're because right. those are the only things you're wearing anyway. You're not wearing the other <laughs> right. stuff. Right. Um, so yeah. it would be really, I, I kind of think like, I would, I don't say this for everybody, but I think for you, it would really be interesting to just kind of go through like with a, like just with a hatchet and just be like, no, I don't like this. And to really, I think the biggest thing with women and with mothers is that we have to give ourselves permission to not like something or to like mm. express our own opinion and say, right. no, this may be functional but I don't feel good in it. And that is enough of a reason that I deserve things that I do feel good in, you know, like it's enough of a reason to let it go. I think our standards over the course of time, raising kids and you've been a mom for a long time. I think you just kind of get used to like, well, I'm making do I'm getting by There are more important things. And I really get the sense from you that you're ready to like, you know, put your own needs first in at least one of these areas. And I don't know. How does that feel to you? It feels, it feels pretty good to me. Um, <laughs> I like the idea, like I said, kind of like burning it down. And you're mm-hmm. right that if I just had it, um, if I just got rid of the stuff that's on top mm-hmm. or like in front of and obscuring the other mm-hmm. stuff, I think you're right that I would be left with a much more, I don't know, mindful closet, mm-hmm. um, but also just <laughs> use it. I know that's not nice, um, but just more usable and mm-hmm. something I can access. So, okay, yeah. we're going to take another quick break. And when we get back, I do have some like, other questions for you. And maybe you have more for me, but I Mm -hmm. really want to dig into this idea of if I do that, then what, like, Mm -hmm. how do I start over? Um, and then everything, even just like organizing your stuff so Mm -hmm. that everything is where it needs to be. That's another thing that kind of blows my mind and I have a hard time getting a handle on. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale, solar energy in Ohio and Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Daisy. So I think where we left off is you told me to throw all of my things away. Pretty much. And burn my entire closet down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So let's pretend, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's pretend I've done that. Let's Mm -hmm. pretend it's a week from now and I have, I had a dumpster come Mm -hmm. and hauled away all the things I've been, you know, carrying around for 10 Mm -hmm. years and all Mm -hmm. the stuff I bought recently that I don't even like. And I'm down Mm -hmm. to like, you know, three pair of pants and like four tops, which Mm -hmm. it could get that scorched earth, that bare. Mm -hmm. What do you then do? Like, where do you start building back up? How do you guide your clients through that? Sure. Well, I mean, my, my initial response to that, my gut response is to say, actually four tops and three pants is pretty good. You could probably live on that for a while. Um, (laughs) Um, and I think that that's just kind of one other thing to like, just keep in mind as you're going through this process is like, what are the messages I've been given about what I need to mm. function? Um, do I, have I been given this message that almost all of us have been that like, I need a new outfit every time I go out with friends or I need a new outfit every time I'm going to be photographed, um, at an event or, you know, and just kind of like trying to figure out where that came from and what that really means. Um, like if you had, I mean, I'm just going to take you super literally and be like, if you had four tops, maybe a couple were striped and then maybe the other two were neutral and you had some jeggings and some black, you know, skinny pants and some leggings. I mean, you can make quite a few combinations with that. You add in some cute accessories, some cute shoes. You kind of can do a lot with that. And I think Mm. it's really interesting for us to feel like we always need more options. Um, And that's like scientifically not true. Like they've done studies that when people are presented with more options, they actually have a harder time making decision um, than if they have fewer options and they feel better about their decision that they were able to make. Um, And so for you, I feel like there may be a little bit of that overwhelm happening too, where you're just like we were talking about before, you're digging through all this excess. And if you could really get down to the things that you like and wear, I I honestly think it will be easier. And then- And then, so how does that feel? How does that ring for you? That feels good. I mean, I like the way that feels. It feels, mm-hmm. uh, it feels very simple and streamlined mm-hmm. and, and like that feels like a relief mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, again, this is something that moms, sometimes we compare ourselves to like the cute mom in the pickup line or like, you know, the, the mom who I always call it Pinterest perfect. Like, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be so complicated. We don't have to have so many options. Um, for all those things. And if you like, for instance, if you're a fashion blogger or you're an influencer and that's your job, great. But for most moms, we don't really have the time and energy to invest in that. Um, and if we could just allow ourselves to just keep it really simple and not feel like we're not doing it well, then I think it would just make things so much easier on us. So, okay. Couple practical questions. Um, let's address sort of this other thing that we, that I talked about a little bit before where I do sometimes feel like I need to have like that novelty thing or there's, there's like something like 
there's the outfit, um, there's the dress that you might wear if you go out someplace fancy, mm-hmm. or there's the outfit you're going to wear if you're super dressed down or like you're camping, you know, mm-hmm. what, how do you, maybe for sometimes I feel like for me, it's a, it's a matter of it being, um, I don't have things in the right places or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm trying to put too much in my dresser and mm-hmm. I'm not putting the right things together. I don't think I'm utilizing my closet very mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm sure yeah. it all plays together. So yeah. as much so as you what can I, dig in on that. Yeah. What I got from your questionnaire is that, um, for one thing, you seem to have a negative association with the fact that you have these different areas of your life that require different clothing. And that's totally logical and normal and it makes right. t- perfect sense. Right. So I kind of got a little bit that you're like, Oh, I should have like one wardrobe that can like work for all these things. And I just don't think that's true. I think, but what I do think is that you're getting confused with the organization part of it, just like you just said. So for instance, like I was kind of taking notes on your, um, from your questionnaire. So basically I think you could have kind of a uniform for each of some of these big categories. For instance, when you're being active and working out, you have lounge time at home, you have some like dirty work, like you're gardening or working on the house or whatever. Um, you have like maybe a work uniform where you're working from home or, you know, you can dress it up a little bit if you're working out of the home and then maybe social, you know, social occasions. Um, and the idea that will make that easier is if you have these items all grouped together, And so when you go to get dressed, you're only looking at one area of your closet, then you have a much smaller number of options to choose between, Um, as opposed to if you are going out and you have to wade through every occasion in your closet to find your going out clothes, it's going to be just a lot more draining, you know, and, you know, there is this real thing called decision fatigue where like we use our decision-making skills all day long and then you know, either we exhaust it when we get dressed in the morning or if we're going out at night, we're just kind of like, I I can't make any more decisions today. Right. (laughs) So if you can isolate things by their use as much as possible. So for you, I would say um, for most of my clients, you know, we kind of separate areas in the closet. Like here's your um, mom clothes. Like here's your stay at home mom clothes. Here's your, the day you have to go into the office clothes. Like, you know, you're going to the office once or twice a week. That's just these things. Here's your, you know, maybe in your dresser, Megan, you keep your active wear. And, you know, I know like with your day, you're getting up, you're being active. And then later on you make it dressed and then you would go to your, just your, okay, this is my everyday clothes. Like stuff that I wear around the house, but I also feel cute in basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then if you are getting more dressed up, then you kind of go to another section of your closet. But if those things are intertwined, it just makes it all a lot harder. Yeah. And do you have the same recommendation for like shoes and accessories? I'm even thinking undergarments mm-hmm. in some ways could be, I mean, there are bras I will never wear unless I'm going out. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. No, like a I have, fancy dress yeah, or I have, something. Yeah. Yeah. I have like a fancy underwear drawer, which like, you know, uh, let's be honest, never gets open. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then I, yeah, I keep all my workout and, and loungewear stuff, um, kind of together in a drawer. I don't bother hanging that stuff. I just throw it in a drawer okay. or you can throw it in a basket in your closet. And then I, well, I will say I hang almost everything else because it's just much easier to see things when they're hung up. So if yeah. there's anything like even for, um, your everyday stuff, like even if you just wear tank tops and, and jeans or tank tops and shorts, um, and you don't necessarily have to hang the bottoms, but even just hanging up those tank tops or whatever, they're simple, but that's like an option for you to wear that day. And you don't need to remember where those live if it's hanging right mm. in front of you. Then you can be like, oh yeah, 
this is this is my option. These are my options here. I know a lot of people yeah. sometimes keep like a drawer of like, oh, here's where all my layering stuff is. And to me, that's part of an outfit. And it's something you want to be able to see when you're getting dressed. Well, because then you have to pick through like, you know, layers of layering things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I, I think another problem I've had is keeping all of my leggings in one place and then mm-hmm. not being able to distinguish between the ones I work out in and the ones I mm-hmm. want to wear. Um, yep, and exactly. like they all look the same when they're folded mm-hmm. in a drawer. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell. Yeah. Until I pull them out. It's just more. You're right. It just creates more mental clutter and decisions yep. that I have to make. Yep. Um, yeah. So let's talk about um, a little bit about online shopping, mm-hmm. because I like I told you, I live in a fairly in a retail desert. But mm-hmm. right now, I mean, shopping, I have been to a store to try on clothes one time since mm-hmm. COVID, and I don't want to repeat that yeah. uh, experience anytime soon. I just felt it, I, it, it was not fun for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like the mask and just like just the weirdness of being out. And mm-hmm. I felt really sweaty and irritated the entire time. So, yeah, that's terrible. I'm going to be relying on online shopping to some mm-hmm. degree. So what um, what recommendations do you have? Like, how do you do that process when you sure. don't? You can't see or touch it like, or you can yeah. see it, but just from one angle. So how do you, how do you recommend clients do that? Yeah. Well, I actually have, it's something that so many people have questions about. I actually have like a whole online workshop about it because it is hard. And I think what, again, another thing that women have kind of been con- conditioned to believe is that well, I'm female. I should know how to shop. Like I should know mm. how to do these things and I should be successful in my, at it. In my jeans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's just a kind of a hard thing. One thing I like to remind people is like, if you think about a hundred years ago, anyone, whoever they were, had clothes that were made for their specific body. Like either mm. if you didn't have money, you made them for yourself. If you had money, you paid someone else to make them for you. So what we have now is a situation where factories are just kind of churning out these averages of every woman who exists in the world. And then we try one or two things and feel very frustrated when it doesn't work for our particular body. Um, and that's just, just a really unrealistic expectation to have, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so one thing I, I would try and reframe it as online shopping is bringing the dressing room to you. So when you would go into a store, you're going into a dressing room. So you would pick up a bunch of things to try, right? Cause you're right, right. there. You're just going to try them on. Um, and with online shopping and particularly now, you really have to reframe it as you're going to bring that to you. So mm. th- this is, you know, ha- definitely hard, a hard shift for some people to make. Um, and it may not be possible for everyone to do, but my suggestion is to, when you're shopping online, um, order as many things as you, as you can to try, because it's so frustrating. And you maybe you've had this experience. It's so frustrating. You order one or two things, they come, they don't fit, you don't like them. Mm. And then you're just like, well, that was a waste of time. Yes. Yeah. You feel like you put too much, too many eggs in that basket or something. And those yeah. two outfits, like there's too much importance. Yeah. Yeah, totally. absolutely. So if you just down, like, that's exactly it. If you just downplay the importance of like, you're not buying, you're not ordering things to keep, you're ordering mm. things to try. And that is really the only way that we're going to be successful doing this is by trying a bunch of different stuff. So, you know, order more than one size, order more than one style of different things. Um, And if you're already placing an order, you're already paying for shipping or getting free shipping or whatever it is, why not just order a bunch of things and then you're going to be returning something anyway, then return more at the same time. It doesn't make your time investment anymore, but it makes it a lot more um, possible that you might get lucky with the things that you do order. 
That's really smart. And I have talked on the show before about how I have a mental block about returns. Like Mm -hmm. I really, really hate making Mm -hmm. returns. And I bought some kind of fast fashion stuff over the summer from places that don't make it easy re- mm. to return. So that's even a worse feeling. That's, like, oh no. Yeah. I mean, well, and so and I have things I just held on to, like yeah. that I don't even want because I don't yep. want to return it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, and let me tell you, that's why, sorry, that's why a lot of people, like, I'll go into so many women's closets and be like, and they'll be like, oh, I don't like that. I don't even know why I have it. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, it was the fifth item in Stitch Fix. Like, it was just yeah. too much to return it. So I just right. kept it. And it's like, yeah. that is, we deserve more than that than just letting right. things like take up residence in our closet just because right. we can't get them out. But yeah, so that's another great thing to do is just to order, like, if this is something new to you, start ordering from places that make it really easy. Like Zappos has not just shoes, they have tons of clothing. Nordstrom has free shipping, free returns. And these things, they come with, you know, the return stickers in the box. You basically take it out, try it on, put it right back in the box, stick that mm. sticker on there and then go drop it off somewhere. Um, and, you know, that's a good way to kind of like ease your way in. And then, you know, those places are not going to have the best prices on things, but if you can try things on and get to know your size or what you really need or what you really like, then you can go you know, somewhere that might have a better price, but maybe a, a less easy, you know, return policy and kind of be more successful that way. Yeah. And I guess when you think about the hassle factor too, like if I just reframe it, like you're saying, and it's not, I'm going to go to the mall and shop, mm-hmm. which is, I hate anyway. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, I get, to, I get to skip that part, mm-hmm. but yep. that means I need to put it on the calendar that then I'm going to take all the things I'm rejecting for my mm-hmm. personal dressing room, which is my mm-hmm. bedroom. Yep. Um, and I'm going to go take those to the UPS store, which is super easy. I mean, the yeah. fact that like this is such a mind block for me is kind of silly, but it's just <laughs> like one of those. It's just one of those things that I just don't want to do. And I just have to get over that. It's like I'm doing that instead of going into the store in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you think about it that way, then it to me, it feels easier, you know, because mm-hmm. then you're like you said, when you went into the store and this is the case even in pre-pandemic times, it can be hot and sweaty and yeah. like you don't have your own bathroom and like, you know, right you know, if you can, again, bring that to your environment where you feel comfortable, you feel good. Um, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. That's great. Well, um, I know that you said that you have a course yeah. that you're teaching. Well, you mentioned the one just for online shopping. I would love to hear more about that, but then you also have one coming up, um, mm-hmm. that's actually launching next week. Is that correct? So tell us about that and how, um, and how listeners can find that and find you. Sure. Yeah. So, um, a couple of years ago, I created a course called Making Space. And it's basically the idea is that you are um, letting go of all these things that create stress for you in your wardrobe. Um, these, whether they are like external expectations of what you should be wearing or, you know, something that's been restrictive for you, but you felt like you had to wear it because that was your body type. Um, mm. Just kind of letting go of all these things and in the process, letting go of stuff in your closet that's not working for you. Um, and so basically it's, it's pretty much everything I work with my clients on all kind of in one four week group program. So we have videos and a workbook, and then every week we have kind of a discussion and a, and a live session where we kind of work through each, um, each module. Um, so yeah, so that's making space and it's at makingspacecourse.com and that's launching October 9th. And otherwise I'm, my website is mindfulcloset.com and I'm, um, I have a love hate relationship with Instagram, but I am there a lot <laughs> Okay, and I'm at my, yeah, I'm at yeah. mindful closet on Instagram. So on Instagram as well. Well, this has been really fun and I am actually 
looking forward to um, next rainy day, which looks like we're going to have a bunch of rainy days this week. I am just going to get out some trash bags and do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, And maybe I'll be able to even pull it together soon enough to take a photo of all of (laughs) of my, um, you know, the the rejects and maybe even what's left and just see where that takes me because I do think having that blank slate, that blank canvas is going to feel really good. Yeah, I really don't think you'll be able to see what you need until you get down to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that, again, that stuff is kind of obscuring the view. And I just wanted to say, so you sent me a picture of an outfit that you did love and it's super cute and I love it. And, but you mentioned, so you're wearing like kind of a tunic length tank top and maybe skinny jeans or black skinny pants. They're like, they're jeggings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like like a cute boot. And um, I just think this is like the perfect base for your kind of uniform. Like this could be if you took like the same outfit and had like a dressier fabric for the top mm. and then like mm-hmm. a cool necklace, like there you go. Or maybe in like add a cute shoe, like that's like your going out look. Or, you know, again, you could do this. I think you could just do the flannel shirt over this and have like a great weekend look. Um, and for fall, you could, you know, layer it with a, a nice cardigan and a scarf. And I just think you have a really good kind of base for building on with this. Well, so good. good then job. I'll just yeah. do that. I'll, I'll just yeah. do more of that. It was one of those where I bought, and those were actually both off Jane, which I don't mm-hmm. shop a lot on Jane, but I just happened to see, and, and separate times I did not buy those things together. Mm-hmm. And what's, um, just for listeners, I'll put a picture. I, I literally took it at, in the Coles dressing room, <laughs> uh, no, sorry, bathroom last week when I was uh-huh. making a return because you can make Amazon returns to Coles here. Um, right. But anyway, so I was, I just was like, oh, I actually kind of like this outfit. I'm going to snap a picture and send it to Daisy. Mm-hmm. And I thought the thing that is, has frustrated me is like in the middle of the summer when it's hot, mm-hmm. I don't wear the tank top with long pants and I don't like it as much. Or, mm. but then I thought, why couldn't I wear it with a skirt? It would have the same mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. as the longer pants. Mm-hmm. And I never, it never occurred to me until I saw myself standing there and thought if I had like a, like a narrow fitted skirt, it would have mm-hmm. very, it would very similar, like have a, mm-hmm. a similar feel mm-hmm. to the pants. And what I was joking about is that tank top and long pant weather lasts about two weeks on either side right. here. It's like yeah. right now. And then like may, and then it's yeah. over. So yeah. Yeah. But, but layers just take that would and totally solve it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. I love that. That's I think you're on the right idea. track. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your advice there and I will let you know. Um, and all listeners know how my, wardrobe, um, you know, dissection goes and, um, everyone definitely check out Daisy and the mindful closet, because I think that, um, they're right that this is someplace we could all stand to invest in ourselves a little bit more. Um, so it's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks Megan. The mom hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. 
Well, you know, I am fan number one of the teas made. It's got such a cozy vibe and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines and home and family life. Just look for the teas made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.